0: Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 5.39 on Sunday, February 13th, and clutch timing, man, clutch timing. Daria from New Zealand reached out. This girl is a freaking rock star, man. She is a total stud, an academic savant, um, super successful with relationships, working with people. I got to listen to her story and it, it was just great, you know, like it fleshes a person out, it, it just, it gives them color, it gives them, um, it, it puts a picture, it, she she does a phenomenal job painting the picture, the only tricky thing is, man, weed is like super duper illegal over there, and so she's concerned, you know, she doesn't want to be outed, so to speak, and I, I don't know if I'm mulling this over because it's like, Anybody who's listening to this podcast is somebody who's who's trying to improve themselves. And generally, people who try to improve themselves don't want to tear other people down. Um, so I, I ended up clipping quite a bit out of there. Uh, I hope she's going to be all right with that. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed because she's she's so awesome. But her message literally could not come at a better time. I feel like dog shit this morning, man. I feel like I'm not worth anything. I smoked yesterday for literally no good reason. I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, people, just... I I don't know the difference between excuses and explanations. Uh, You know, challenging week last week, I got to support a couple of friends of mine, demanded a lot of time. I also had to to teach a workshop, uh, you know, to a bunch of teachers, which is pretty wild, right? And I had my unannounced observation. Uh, My wife has severe depression. She's offering anti anxiety meds, um, and she has highs and lows. But I. I just ended up taking a hit, and it, and it was shitty. I, I didn't even feel it. You know, that's what's crazy, you guys. I didn't even feel high. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like you're stabbing yourself in the in the gut, and the whatever, like, little dopamine release was supposed to happen never happened. Um, it's, it's just fucked up. So I'm going to let Daria do the talking. She is just, she's a cool human being, and it's nice. I feel like since COVID started and, and all the masks and everything, we've really lost touch with with humanity. And um, if there's one thing this girl has, it, it's it's she still has her humanity. So I'm going to let her take over, and I will see you on the other side.
1: Hello. Um. So this is awesome. This voice recorder app. It's three forty nine a month, man. But I think it's going to be worth it. Um. It's very old school. I'll send you a screenshot. Um. Along with this recording. Um, or you might have it. You, you might be like, seriously, everybody knows about this thing. But anyway, uh, glad that I've gotten in touch. So yeah, I came across, uh, across your podcast like months ago, because you know, I'm always trying to quit weed. Uh, work in progress. I've actually really loved that you've touched on that in the last couple of episodes about how it is a work in progress. Um, And that as long as our relationship is getting better with the product, (laughs) then we're still going in the right direction and we're making a lot of time for self-care and hobbies and love all of that. So, yeah, a bit of backstory on me. Um, I'll use an alias name for the purposes of being a secondary school teacher in um, New Zealand, where it is still... Illegal. Um, there are obvious. There are friends, you know, that are stoners that are also teachers, but it's kept highly on the down low. Like even if one of your colleagues saw you out and you you you're smoking a J, um, that would be enough to be fired. So yeah, you have to keep that real on the down low. But the good thing is they don't drug test, so it's like they'll never know as long as I'm just careful with it. Um, but it has caused further guilt and shame. Um, since since I've been a teacher, (laughs) I'm totally got a mumbling thing as well. Um. So, yeah, it's, it's just been a journey, really, um, because, yeah, I've been smoking pretty much every day for six years. Um, when I was younger, very similar story, um, read a lot, uh, pretty intelligent. Um, I was a dancer, uh, you know, I was very interested in my hobbies, drama, these sorts of things. Those are the subjects that I teach, by the way, high school, English, drama and dance um and at the moment I'm just teaching high school English dance and drama is hard with COVID times um and masks and stuff we're doing drama still but it's just not as successful online um with lockdowns and stuff but at the moment all all subjects are blazing and skills back on but there are threats of things changing you know as as you can relate with your uh teaching job like it's gotten really weird and changeable and touch and go since COVID with what the schools are doing. But so I'll segue back to our conversation um, the journey with weed. So Yeah, basically, when I decided to do my art subjects, I didn't really plan on applying them to secondary school study until I'd had, um, like, because I knew that was a one-year diploma, and I knew I'd have to do it at home to get the finances, like, student loan and stuff, so I teed up just going to the States and bartending. I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to take a gap year right now, even though I've just graduated. Um, from UNC like who does this Uh, I'm just going to go bartending for tips like with my best friend and have no responsibility and that took us to New Orleans Um, we had some fun in New Orleans Trump had just got in we like rallied and like all of this crazy stuff like um with these two German girls that we met in backpackers. And like, yeah, it was just a wild ride and we just had no responsibilities. We had each other and we just lived like children, um, bartended through Louisiana. Um, then we moved to Austin, Texas for a bit, made some friends there, um, worked at original Speakeasy, and the Rustic Tap, I don't know if you know Austin, but yeah, we just like, worked at some great bars, Um, but then we got too cold in Austin in the winter and we um, went to Florida, um, which I hated, and my best friend loved it, and that's what took me back to New Zealand, a wedding, Um, and that was the end of that endeavor, but then um, we, yeah, I've, I've been in and out of the States with a few endeavors, but I could talk about that all day, so we'll just stop there, but I was, yeah, basically in the States on off for six years until I ran out of visa options, Um, and then I decided to do Australia um, which was like yeah it's a a very easy country to live in you can get paid $60,000 a year to just work at a cafe so I was instantly making more money than I ever had um, in Australia by working part-time and living somewhere tropical I was like this is nice a nice retreat for the mind but again I was a stoner throughout all of this all of this non-responsibility kind of opting out of society time I smoked every day and it kept me sane, um, it balanced me out, and inspired me, calmed me down. It was like a love affair with marijuana in the beginning, especially cuz I was bartending and I didn't want to be around all the booze. I'd already had a ton of shots to get through the shift. I didn't last thing I wanted was more alcohol. I knew my body was getting poisoned. Um, so I'd yeah, I'd smoke after after work and then like do a self-care routine, like have a spa or a Bath or whatever, um, do some yoga, you know, all of that was enhanced. Like it was as if I was seeing the world in color before marijuana days, uh, I mean, sorry, in black and white, and then boom, marijuana makes it high definition, colorful uh, images. I was just like hooked. Um, And so I became a stoner. I started pulling away from that, you know, that girly clubbing um, with your girls, like girls' nights, stilettos, tight dresses, and R&B music you know I, I never really fit into that so I, I moved away from that and alcohol became like a bit of a hermit stoner who would walk along the beach and take photos and stuff and yeah that led to a photography career that is still going um, but its peak was when I was doing it in Australia while I worked part time in a cafe. Um, and bartended and did ran this little photo business. Um, but yeah, basically, what I'm saying is all of that low responsibility time allowed for me to smoke weed and be a stoner. and I did it for six years without feeling any guilt. And it's ridiculous because there should be guilt attached to something that's illegal, but I just found so much comfort in it at the time, um with yeah, not processing childhood traumas and things like that that i I thought it was just such a blessing, especially because it didn't fuck me over so rapidly um, and violently like alcohol does you know so you're I remember thinking this is better than alcohol I'm going to be a stoner now and like cut back on the booze so six years ago I basically knew alcohol wasn't really going to be for me long term um, for physical performance mental performance the guilt the shame spiral and in my 30s I started like having blackouts so yeah this year I haven't had a drink yet I'm 41 days sober or something from alcohol Um, haven't like you know had a terrible year on it I was pretty much sober curious all of 21 like leading into the full sobriety um but yeah I feel like I've drunk enough for like you know 14 me's. so I'm not gonna miss alcohol I'm gonna do the whole year off and then see how I am next year um but weed has been another one um you know like I do want to quit for exactly the same reasons as you how you said you're just not as productive, you're not going to be your best self, it's sort of like, I used to describe weed as like your lazy ex-girlfriend, who's really nice, but you're not growing with her, you guys are not pushing each other, you're just spooning and watching Netflix, you know, it's comfort, it wraps me in like a little ball of cotton wool, Um, as soon as I'm high, I can deal with anything, Um, but as you said, when you're getting the chemicals in your brain that you are craving via a substance it's never as rewarding as those natural highs and those natural highs of what have got me through the sobriety from alcohol in January festival season where I still went to a lot of gigs with my friends and had kombucha um or non-alcohol craft beer because yeah that was the main thing I'm a beer drinker huge beer drinker um and wanted a crafty like something really I don't know if craft beers are really big in the States right now, but they're like ridiculously everywhere and, um Down Under, and like Down is so behind on the beer game, I remember loving the beer um, scene over in um, America, um, but yeah, I, that was the main thing I missed, that's the only alcoholic beverage that I miss, um, don't miss wine. wine, wine's a demon, <laughs> woman, you know, like wine is so glamorized for white women, it's like, you know, it, it's terrible, the marketing towards that, um, but yeah, I fell into that trap of being a boozy wine girl for a while, and yeah, I got, got to the point where honestly teaching changed it all. Um, as soon as I quit hospitality and started being, you know, like drawing away from that party lifestyle, that bartending kind of culture, um, and I came back to New Zealand and studied um, my teaching, high school, uh, secondary teaching year to apply all my subjects to the curriculum, um, and that changed my life. I moved in with my 90 year old grandmother. We're actually living together at the moment while my partner and I try to find a house. Um, but yeah, my nana and I have a fantastic relationship. Uh, my dad wasn't in my life, um, so isn't in my life, sorry, very often. Um, See like once every couple of years. So my nana kind of picked up the slack there and she helped raise me with my mum. So that's why I live with nana every now and then when it suits, we just get along well. Um, But yeah, the point of that was living with Nana felt like being in rehab after living in Melbourne and being in the hospitality scene, you know what I mean? Um, And I had a little hospitality breakdown after six years. I said, I'm not making espresso martinis in my 30s. Like I've got to go do something meaningful with my life. Um, And yeah, coming back and studying, teaching, getting in my two placement schools, meeting the kids, it inspired the hell out of me, dude. Like I was back. The childhood Joe that I'd left behind with the talents and the passions and the zest for life was like back with a vengeance, and that's that feeling happened when you know I quit alcohol a few weeks later after not having a single drink, and that's going to happen when you and I finally don't smoke weed, um, or maybe we do. We I think like my main goal is getting control over it, and I know I need to have a big dry spell to even have control because it takes about a month to even have control over something that's a daily habit. I definitely learned that with alcohol. Um so I think I need to stop it for a long period of time, live life without it, adjust to that, and then be very careful because I know it's a substance that I still like. I haven't gotten angry at it, you know, and broken up with it in the same way you would with alcohol. Um, So, yeah, like a joint after school or on the weekends going down the beach was just like my favourite little zen den time, you know. Like I'd go into myself, reflect, you know. I loved doing yoga, stoned. I loved painting and walking and hiking. Nature was enhanced, you know. But I want to quit and, you know, then cut back, you know, occasionally since I'm not drinking at all, I will have a joint, but I want that to be like a controlled situation where someone's like, oh, you want a joint? Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I'll, I'll wrap up because I've actually talked for 15 minutes. I don't want to take over the entire podcast. This is getting ridiculous. Um, but yeah, respond to this one and I'll come up with uh, some new thoughts. Um, and yeah, you could ask me some questions or whatever you want to know. Um, but yeah, basically want to quit for the same reasons as you, want to be the best version of myself, um, want to be the best teacher I can be and that's a huge reason. I want to quit not because it's illegal but because I it doesn't go with being around teenagers. it feels morally like a dirty little secret. Um, and I'd never want a student to find out like that would really wreck what I'm trying to do with my young people you know so mm anyway, I feel like we've got a lot in common to get through. We've both got the same career, we're the same age. Um, yeah, daily I was smoking for about six years, before that I was just off and on, like with my mates. Um, and yeah, alcohol was the same for the six years, I was just a menace throughout hospitality, but yeah, but never felt better, never felt healthier. Skin, whiteness in my eyes, all of that is back from the lack of alcohol. And my partner hates me smoking, so I only smoke when I'm on my own, which is about three nights a week. Um, yeah, I stay at my during the week so I can get all my schoolwork done. I can be the first one there. <laughs> all that jazz. Um, but then I go and spend the weekend with my partner just while we find a house. We also have a golden retriever called Bailey. I was wondering if you have a dog. Um, but yeah, just wanted to say thanks for putting your podcast out there it cracked me up i listened to them all on one like long trip um and yeah it was just so many laughs so many things i could nod and relate to um just yeah keep doing what you're doing
0: and we're back daria you stole the show uh yeah i do have a dog her name's marissa she's super small part chihuahua just fit our lifestyle and uh man the hair everywhere is starting to get a little crazy but after three years you know, we're starting to bond. It's pretty cool. She's a nice little animal. You guys, send me an email, podcast at gmail.com. You can type your story. Uh, you can attach an audio file. That you can say your story. Keeps this show fresh. Keeps me going. Uh, gets me fired up. And at the end of the day, you know, with, we're all in this together, man. Uh, David Goggins once said, Never let people who choose the path of least resistance steer you away from your chosen path of most resistance. And Matthew chapter 7, verse 8, For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.